Welcome back to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow, where this is a podcast that we are going to be talking about life, loving each other, loving ourselves, and loving God more, and getting out of our storms together. We're going to be reading the book of John, and we are going to be going chapter by chapter. So just go ahead and grab yourself a cup of coffee and lean in and just open your heart to whatever it is that God has to say for you. And I just pray that this will be a blessing for you guys just as much as it has been for me. All right, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. And I just want to let you guys know that I have been sick. I had the flu and then I had bronchitis. I lost my voice for like 10 days right after I had the flu. So I could not even speak. And I knew it was the enemy coming against me, trying to get me to not speak the word of God to you guys. But it's okay because I have got some revelation from the Lord. And it's going to be amazing today. We are going to go into this Love Goal series. We're going to continue to pick up where we left off. And we're going to keep on grinding and going forth because God's word does not come back void. We're going to keep going. That's right. So we're starting in John chapter 4. Jesus talked to a Samaritan woman. Now Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. Although, in fact, it was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. Now, that says that Jesus was tired. Now, that makes me think that, okay, we as Christians, we're also going to feel that fatigue. We're also going to feel tired. But I think that when Jesus was feeling tired in this moment, it could have been, like it said, tired as he was from the journey. Because we have to look at our Christian life. It is going to be a journey and it can be very tiring. But we have to remember that we have to pull on the well that comes from Jesus, the living water within. Okay, so when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, 
there was this time whenever I was having my walk with Jesus and this was right after my rainbow story. And I will share that at, at the end of the John love goal series, my rainbow story. And I could feel like it felt like there was a cup. The best way I can explain it on the inside of me in my heart. And it felt like it was just overflowing, like from my belly up through my heart, just overflowing. It just felt like, like just a, like a, like a water fountain just overflowing inside of me. And I was like, whoa, what is that? You know? And it was immediate. The Holy Spirit was like, that is the the water of Christ coming up inside of you. And I was like, wow, like I never experienced that before. I never experienced anything supernatural like that at that time, besides something else that happened to me. And I was like, wow, like that is so cool. So I just want you guys to know that's real. It really is real. It's something that can happen for you. It's something that does happen. Like that's what we have inside of us. Each and every believer in Christ Jesus has this. And it's like the closer you get to Jesus, the more he has to fill you up. Like the more you're like, I need more. I want more. The more he has to fill you. So if you're like, I just want a little more, Lord, I want a little more. Well, he'll fill you a little more. But the more you're like, I want to go deeper in you, Jesus. I want to go deeper in you. And he'll take you one step at a time from strength to strength and glory to glory. Because sometimes, you know, I've I've had some dreams and I'm like, I have to like think about those dreams for a long time before I'm ready for another one because they can be um, kind of scary, but they're very amazing and just so precious because it shows me how much God really does love us. It shows me how much he really does care for us. And it's, it's just so beautiful. The woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband. She replied. Jesus said to her, you are right. When you say you have no husband, the fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. You, what you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, Believe me, at a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. Wow. Okay, so that is actually going to lead me into Friday. Um, The Lord, I went to worship on Friday and the Lord told me to take my journal with me. He told me that he had some things that he wanted to say. And I said, Lord, can you just say them now? And he said, it, it must be done this way. And I said, okay, Lord. 
So I went and I went and worshipped. And one of my favorite songs is No One Can Worship You For Me. No One Can Worship God For Me. And I love that song. It's, it's one of my favorite songs. And I was on my knees worshiping the Lord at this worship, citywide worship event that we had. And the Lord said to me, I must say these things to you. And I said, right now, Lord, like during my favorite song, I'm worshiping you. And the Lord said to me, you're worshiping me during this song. And I'm asking you to write this down. And I said, okay. So I got up off my knees and I sat down in my chair and it was very awkward. I must admit. And I started to write and I didn't stop. My pen didn't stop writing. It just kept going and going and going. The Lord had so much he wanted to say. And he started. So what he did start to say to me about this, what he just said, he said, do not stop seeking my face. I did not do what I did for you, for you to stop or slow down. The time is now. We are moving to the earth and moving things in your favor. Keep thinking that my love does not flow through you. My child, it does. Do not think it doesn't. My, your love for me is deep. All of heaven can feel the love of God's people. We know that people don't think I am working, but I assure you, I am working. Ever so much clearer than before. Do not stop thinking about the kingdom. Your heart has moved towards God. And that is something to be praised. God loves his worshipers. And you, my child, are a worshiper. Your heart is gold. Nothing can come against you without my permission. I will not let a hair on your head be lost in vain. I am working. Trust and know that. Trust and know. Now live free. And I was like, oh my goodness, Lord. And I was like, wow. I, I just was amazed. He said so much more as well, but as I read the Bible and as the Lord leads me to Bible verses that relate to what he said to me, I will read them to you. And I was just in shock. I was like, this is amazing. I never knew the Lord had so much to say to me all at one time because when I hear his voice, it's just for little things that I'm doing throughout the day or the way that I'm treating someone or the way that I'm talking to someone. It could be my child, my husband, my friends, um, my mom. It could be anyone. Um, the lady up the sh- down the street at the store, the convenience store. And it's so important that we recognize the Lord's voice so that he can correct us whenever we are, you know, doing something right or when we're doing something wrong. Because in that moment, God also wants to speak to his people. He wants to help us bring people to the kingdom. And if we don't know what to say to someone, the Holy Spirit will help you. He'll guide you and tell you what's going on with them. And I just, I, I love that. I love that the Lord did that for me. And I was like, I'm, I'm ready for more. I'm ready to go deeper with you, Lord, especially after this and all of this stuff that I've been through with him. It's like, I'm ready for the next step. What's my next step? Okay, let's keep moving. (laughs) The woman said, I know that Messiah called Christ is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. 
Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. Just then the disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with the woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking to her? Then leaving with water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man that told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. He said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then the disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? My food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying, it's still four months until harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many, were, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man really is the Savior of the world. After the two days, he left for Galilee. Now Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Wow, isn't that true? You ever go to like some place where you used to be a certain person, where like your hometown or even like your friends group, they think they know you, but they really don't. And it seems like God has changed you completely, made you a new creation, a new person, and he's poured all this wisdom into you. And it just seems like they, their hearts are hardened or they're just like, she's the same person or he's the same person or they're, they haven't changed. But God, God is faithful and he can change anybody, you know, and it's just whether or not we let him, we allow him to. Okay, so when he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the Passover festival, for they also had been there. Once more, he visited Cana in Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine. And, they, and there was a certain royal official, official whose son lay sick in Caper, Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, from Judea, from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, sir, come down before my child dies. Go, Jesus replied, your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. Wow, can you imagine taking Jesus at his word? If Jesus said, you're free, would you be free? Would you live free? If Jesus said, I've healed you from anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, you're free. Would you believe him at his word? Because that's what the Bible says. 
He says that he has died for our sins, that he has died for our healing. And when we get attacked from the enemy, it's, it seems like, where is Jesus? Where is God? And then we're stuck in this help me situation where it seems like we feel like we're the victim, where we feel like we can't fight or we can't rise up. And I remember whenever I was so depressed that I was on the ground crying out to the Lord day and night, literally almost day and night. My husband would leave the house. I, my kids would leave the house for school. I would turn on worship music and I would worship all day long until my kids came home. And then I would turn the worship music off. I would clean. I would, you know, do whatever I needed to do. But most of that time I worshiped. I worshiped and I was just like, I just need you to break this off me, Lord. I don't know why I can't fight. I don't know why I can't stand. Lord, I just need you. I just feel depressed. I just feel like I have so much anxiety weighing me down, Lord. I just feel all alone. I feel like no one knows or no one cares about me, Lord. And then it was just like anytime anyone said anything to me that was trying to encourage me, instead of me grasping onto what they said, I was like, ugh, they don't even know. They don't even care about me. But they did. It was that God cared so much about me that he was using the people around me to try to speak life into me. But I wasn't receiving it as life. I kept taking it as, ugh, they think they're better than me because they, they're this or they're that. But that's not true. And so when I started to actually listen to the Lord, it was like the Lord was telling me, my grace is sufficient for you and you will be okay. And then he started sending people my way that were actually, I started to listen to them instead of ignoring them and being like, they don't know what they're talking about. And I started to actually grasp onto what they were saying because I recognized that there was something different about them. I recognized that there was something that I was missing in my life. And that was a deeper relationship with Jesus because that's all he wants from us is that we know him. And as I continue to dig deeper into the word and dig deeper into who Jesus is and who God says that I am in him, that's when I started to have dreams from God. And that's whenever I started to believe every single thing that the Bible says. And after I had my first, my first few dreams from God, I said, everything in the Bible is true and God is real. And as soon as I made that alignment in my mind that everything in the Bible is true, Jesus is Lord, God is the Almighty, it's going to be okay, I'm in a spiritual battle right now. Everything in my life shifted and I started having more and more dreams of healing from God and I was healing people in my dreams. God was using me to heal them. I could feel his presence upon me and I could just see things happening and I was like, that is God. There is no denying him whenever he comes. His presence is tangible. You can feel it. You can, you can sense it. It's, it's amazing. I can't explain it. It's like, it's like a shutter, but it's like electricity, but it's like love and everything nice about it. It's just glorious. 
I guess, why am I telling you this? Because I didn't know that God gave dreams like this. I didn't know that God healed people like this. In my dream, I was so amazed at how much God loved us. And I was praying for people. I was praying that, you know, people's relationships would get healed. Things that I didn't even know. I didn't even know these people. And God was showing me in my dreams the things that I will be doing. And I was like, wow, God, this is amazing. And I said, I've never seen this before. I've never seen healing before. Can you please, please show me this? Show me this in in person. I want to see this. And so the more that I feel like God pulls me closer to him, the more he shows me. And I started going to Bible college. And that's where I started meeting people in Bible college that have actually been over to other countries. And they have actually seen miracles. They've actually seen God work. You know, they've been missionaries for over 25 years. And they have seen all of the things that God has shown me in my dreams, pretty much. And I'm like, you know, I, I know that this is possible for every believer, for every believer to be able to not only cast out demons, but to heal people, to heal them in the name of Jesus. And I believe that if you have Jesus Christ in your heart and you go forth and you start just saying, you know, be healed in Jesus name, that people will begin to get healed. And I think that if we stop making it about ourselves, about, well, what if it doesn't happen, then I'm going to look like a fool or I'm going to look like this. It's not about you. It's about Jesus and leave it on Jesus hand. When I go pray for people for healing, there was a time whenever I was in my car, this was after I had just had a dream from the Lord about healing. A man was on crutches. This sounds so, this doesn't even sound real, you guys, the more I think about it, but it really did happen. I promise you it did. I was in school. I was actually in nursing school at the time. I had my books and I was going to Panera Bread, which is around the corner, to study. And I pull up to the stop sign. There's a man there in my neighborhood. I never seen him before. He was on crutches with a cast on his leg, walking a dog. Okay, I know how that sounds, but it really did happen. And um, I pulled around like to, there's another stop sign as well when you turn the corner and he was at that stop sign. And I pulled around and uh, the Lord was like, you need to pray for him. And I was like, I'm not praying for him. This is what I thought. I looked over and was like, I'm not supposed to do that. You know, because someone had told me I wasn't supposed to pray for someone when there's like, like two people. I'm not sure exactly why they told me that. And Jesus said to me, he said, is it because of what so-and-so said to you? And I said, yes, Lord. And he said, do you remember what I said in my word? And I said, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And he said, when I said, you, I never do anything more than what I see my father in heaven doing. And I said, yes, Lord. And he said, have I not shown you what you are to do? And I said, yes, Lord, you've shown me what I am to do. And I was at Panera Bread at this time. I was already there. It literally is right around the corner. And I said, Lord, I said, if he comes around that corner, 
um, at Panera Bread, then I will go pray for him. And girl, listen, as soon as I was done praying, this man come hobbling around the corner with this dog. And I was like, really, Lord? (laughs) That's what I was thinking. I was like, well, I guess I better put my faith into action because I just told the Lord I would do it. And so I go and I, and I opened up with, oh, that's a cute dog, you know, because I love dogs. I love animals. And I start petting him and he's like, yeah, and da, 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 starts talking to me. And I said, what happened to your leg? And he's like, oh, you know, I broke it and I'm supposed to have surgery on it. And I just don't want to have surgery. I don't know what's going on. And I said, well, do you mind if I pray for you? And, um, he goes, yeah, sure. Like he seemed really excited about it. And so I started to pray. And when I started to pray, I had prayed a prayer I never prayed before. And I knew it was the Lord because when I prayed, I said, it was a very simple prayer. And I said, Father God in heaven, I thank you so much for the ability to be able to heal by the power of the Holy Spirit. I command that these foot be healed in Jesus name. And that was literally all I said. And, um, then I looked at him and I said, what church do you go to? And he said, I'm an atheist. And I said, Oh, okay. So whenever you're healed, literally, and it just started, it just kept coming out. I said, so when you're healed, you need to read the book of John. I literally said this. I said, you need to read the book of John, accept Jesus as your Lord and savior, and you need to get plugged into a church. And I named a few churches for him that he could go to. And then I walked away and I was like, (laughs) I was like, now it's in your hands, God. Literally, that's what I did. That's what I said. I said, now it's in your hands because I believe that God, I believe God healed him. And if it wasn't him, which I think he was an angel sent by God to test me, if not that, (laughs) because I was like, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they always say that we entertain angels unaware. And I think it's very important that we recognize and realize that God wants to use whoever is willing to be used. And I just pray that you guys will get this and understand that you are able to be used by God too. You can go and pray for people. And if you don't see healing immediately, that doesn't mean that you just stop praying. That means you keep praying, you keep praying, you keep praying. And you just wait, you wait on the Lord and you just keep being like, you know what, God, I know you're, you're a God of creation. I pray that you will do a creative miracle today. You know, even if in your mind, you feel like I'm battling suicidal depression. I I, I don't even want to live anymore. You say, God, I pray you do a um, creative miracle in me that you take away these suicidal thoughts, that you take away these this depression, that you take away this anxiety. If you feel like you can't do that, just say Jesus. Just say the name of Jesus. My mom said that to me all the time when I was going through my deep depression because my husband didn't know what else to do. He called my mom. He called my mom on me and she came up here and she stayed with us for a few days. And I really was depressed. She was like, she was trying to get me to like take all these vitamins, like show me to the store. And she was like, I just don't understand what's going on with you. Like, you're just not yourself. And I was like, I don't know. And, you know, she was like, you just need to say, just say Jesus, just say Jesus, you know? And so she just, you know, try to get me to say Jesus. And, you know, of course, when she wasn't around, I'd be like, Jesus, 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 you know, because that's all I could do to fight. And so that's what I did. And that's what worked. And the Lord never left me. 
as much as I thought I was alone and by myself, he has never left you either. He is with you and he loves you and he doesn't want you to give up. He doesn't want you to quit. He wants you to keep going and he wants you to know how loved and valued you are because he sent me here to talk to you. Obviously, he wants you to know how loved and valued you are. Okay, we're almost done. While he was still on the way, the servants met him with the news that his boy was living. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him yesterday at one in the afternoon, the fever left him. Then the father realized that was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and the whole household believed. This was the second sign Jesus performed after coming from Judea to Galilee. Wow. I think that's just so beautiful. And it does go with like a little bit of the story I talked about, you know, just believe. It's important that we just believe. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for everything that you do for us, Lord. I just pray that anything that is broken within us, Father, that you will just mend it back together. I pray, Father God, that anything that is holding us back from your calling, that you will just break that off of us, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray, Father God, for anyone that is having headaches, Father, for it to be gone, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray that anything that is coming against them in their spirit, Lord, I pray that you will be go forth and that the healing power of the Holy Spirit will heal them and it will release them from their bondage. I pray, Father God, that anyone that is having any issues with inflammation, Father God, that it will be binded in the name of Jesus and that it will just go down to the pits of hell and it will not come back. It will not come back and it will not land on anyone else, Father. I pray, Father God, that you will just continue to grow us through this message and this series, Lord, so that we can grow deeper in you, so that we can learn how to love ourselves again, so we can learn how to love others, and so that we can love you more. Take us deeper, Father God. Take us deeper and fill us up. You said that you fill up those who are hungry. Let us hunger for your word more so that we can go deeper in you, so that we can know you more. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. We will be praying for each and every one of you and just hope that the Lord will just bless you guys tremendously and just provide healing for you guys in any area of your life that you need it. And I just hope you continue to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. All right, have a great day. God bless you.